Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Lee Mills of Pixley.ai, which allows you to save hours a day documenting and collaborating on project photos in real time. He's got quite a few tricks up his sleeves. Pixley's just one of them. Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, flattered and, and honored and grateful to be here with you today. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you. Now, I know you've been an OG marketer for a very long time. Let's go back in time <laughs> a little bit. How'd you get started? Uh, yeah, I, I, OG is a nice way of putting it. Thank you for that. Um, I came out to San Diego via the Navy in, uh, in the early 90s. I got out of the Navy. I put myself through design school, through advertising school, doing telemarketing. And so I was making hundreds, if not thousands of phone calls a day. Um, and then after I graduated and got my degree in advertising, I wasn't sure I wanted to be in telemarketing. Um, and I got into the tech scene. And so my first startup that I was, uh, had the awesome opportunity to participate in was backup.com. And so backup.com, this is pre Google, pre broadband, pre, pre fast internet and the backup, your computer over the internet could be debilitating. And so we had set up a way to schedule automatic backups where we'd come and back up your, my documents or your whole hard drive between 11 PM and 4 PM or certain folders. We didn't have a marketing budget, so I had to go out and find a way to get traffic and users and downloads and installs and subscribers and revenue without money. So I did that was just straight up old school affiliate marketing. So I started reaching out to every site that was somewhat relevant to computer software uh, and technology and realizing that most of them were serving like punch the monkey banners, which means they had unsold uh, ad inventory. I knew a thing or two about advertising. So over time, it took a few months, I started to get some sites that were willing to put our banners up there that had matching landing pages and a cohesive like message to all the value props to why you want to back up your computer. And we started to get some success, started to get some, some data, some traction. Uh, I could point to some data and some actual sites. And I started doing deals with PC Magazine, PC World, and I started doing bigger remnant advertising deals with like AOL and Yahoo and MSN. And then the, the, um, the campaign scaled um, tremendously and we were able to raise money and, and, and really have a, a big business. But during that time, I became really good friends with my rep uh, for PC World. Her name was Cindy Crow. And she asked me if I could do a favor. And that favor was to come up to LA and meet with her client Olympus. 
who was launching this thing called the digital camera. And they knew how to, they knew how to do, uh, you know, traditional media and print and, and broadcast and direct mail and everything else. But internet was like an unknown. So I basically gave them the same story I told you with a lot more detail about, you know, finding the right audience, and the right banners and landing pages and messaging and remarketing all that. And they wanted to hire me. And I was like, look, I'm flattered, but I don't have time. I got this marketing director job for backup.com and, and I'm launching this internet marketing association. And they're like, we need your help. Give us a number. So I threw a number out. It was not big enough. And when I walked out of there, uh, basically doing the product marketing launch for Olympus consumer and professional digital cameras. And that's when I launched my consulting business, my agency beyond clicks that I've had for uh, over 20 years now. Yeah. Um, and then back and forth over the years, I, I fall in love with certain clients and I go in-house, but usually I'm the, the strategic guy with the marketing strategy and the plan, but I roll up my sleeves and figure out how to drive traffic, conversions, lead sales, and, and track it so it's meaningful and we can build programs at scale. That is absolutely incredible. I'm sure the longer version of that story is in a book or should be somewhere. So <laughs> thank you. I actually do want to write a book. I have some crazy stories about adventures in marketing that I'd like to write someday. That's actually probably a good title right there. Okay. Thank you. Okay. We'll talk. <laughs> we have a publishing company separately. I mean, we can talk about that, but the point of this call, let's talk. Let's definitely talk. The point about the podcast is you. So you had that incredible journey. How did Pixley get started? Fantastic question. So I'm, I can't convey how excited I am about Pixley. So during the course of my career, I mentioned I launched this group uh, called the iMarketers Association when the internet was just starting. It was for marketers, by marketers, about internet marketing. And so we bring in guest speakers that would talk about their marketing challenge, uh, how they solved it, the results, and then how you could go back to your office the next day and do it with kind of like a roadmap. And so I've always been a big believer in helping out my community um, I mentor at-risk youth through San Diego Big Brothers, and I mentor startups through a group called Connect. And it's not quite an incubator, but it's connected to the San Diego Venture Group. And what we do is we help entrepreneurs take, a, take an idea and create a pitch, um, a financial model, a go-to-market plan, a strategy, and then if they pass and they're approved, we help introduce them to investors. So I got into construction tech about um, going on seven years now, and I love construction tech, and I love the construction industry because these people are really proud of their products. They can point to a building that they built. Um, they're just salt of the earth, no nonsense, no BS, great business people, just great people. But during this time at Connect, where I still mentor, I met a gentleman, and his name is Patrick Cahe. And Patrick is my co-founder, but he's also an architect. And so he was working in New York on a pretty big project. You probably heard of it, the World Trade Center building. And as an architect, he had to go down to the job site and do what's called a photo survey, which means take photos of everything that's going on to document progress, uh, any issues, any observations, things that need to be solved. So he'd spend half his day down there taking photos and then the other half of his day uploading those photos to a server, organizing them, downloading them to his computer, um, putting them into PowerPoint, marking them up, marking them up, drawing arrows and circles and, and, and typing out what needs to be solved and then emailing them out. It was a huge, enormous pain and you know what and time consuming endeavor that is a problem to this day. 
So um, that's where I met Patrick and he and I decided to partner going on about a year and a half ago to create Pixly. So that same problem that he was solving years ago is still a huge problem. So I validated that with uh, some customers and some friends of mine in the construction industry. And um, we raised some money during COVID. We have our MVP in the app store. We have some early private beta customers. We have some organic users coming in and I'm just, just about ready to turn on the marketing machine. All right, congratulations on that. So tell us uh, the value prop. I know you alluded to what the problem was. Sure. What can I do with Pixly if I'm in the construction space? Sure, so uh, the purpose of Pixly is to make it really easy to document project progress, any issues, any observations in a real-time feed. So we make it easy to snap, tag, share, and collaborate on photos in real time. And the way I describe it to people in the industry and out is, and it's kind of funny, I think, is if Google Photos, Instagram, and Slack had a baby for construction, that would be Pixly. So we take the best of best aspects of those photos and make it easy to collaborate around those in real time. So it saves our users on average uh, over an hour a day, and it streamlines communications and it helps reduce rework. Um, because sometimes plans get to the field or they're built wrong or incorrectly, or sometimes it could take hours or days or weeks to get a, a question answer from an architect. We make that all happen in basically real time in our mobile app. So yeah, snap tag share photo collaboration. That is absolutely incredible. So you talked about um, test minimum MVP product in the app store, minimum viable product. Um, do you, are you allowed to share like how many users you've had run through it now in your beta test? Yeah, we've got a couple hundred, couple hundred that have run through it right now. Yeah. And some people have found us organically. So and we how have, that, um, how has the feedback been going? How has the customer response? It's been great. I mean, we've spent a lot of, we're not building what we want to build. We're building what our customers want to build. So that's a lesson I learned a, a long time ago. And then we're very, we're very transparent with our customers and our partners. We're already having integration conversations with some of the biggest players in the space. But um, by nature, the AEC, which is architectural engineering construction, and then also facility management, it takes a lot of people to build something. And so by, by nature, they're very collaborative. The owner's got to hire an architect. They hire a general contractor. The general contractor hires subcontractors to actually build it. So they're open to learning and addressing and sharing their pain so we can help them. So uh, we've got an awesome product roadmap that's been validated and prioritized by what our customers need the most. So yeah, we're, um, we're on what I think is gonna be the most exciting startup venture I've ever had the opportunity to be involved in. That is a tall claim to fame. You alluded <laughs> to a lesson that you learned. You've had so many incredible journeys. What are some of the other most important lessons that you've learned? Sure, uh, I can tell you one that still, well, yeah, well, there's so many, let me tell you one. So we had a, I was employee number three at a, I don't even like the word employee, I like preferred team member, but I was a, a, on the team at a company called Mojo Pages, which was a competitor to Yelp. Most companies do not like Yelp because of the way that they leverage and influence reviews or take them away based on how you advertise or not. Anyway, long story short, when we were launching this, I had a huge uh, keyword uh, paid search campaign with over 50 million keywords. So That's for example, 
Yes. Yeah. It was enormous. It was enormous. Um, and so, for example, we're basically a yellow pages directory. And so there's like 1700 categories in a yellow pages directory. So imagine buying the keyword dentist, but San Diego dentist, Carlsbad dentist, Del Mar dentist, Encinitas dentist, all the way across the country from Chicago dentist, South Bend to Manhattan dentist, Bronx dentist. Anyway, times all these categories. And we would drive traffic to category specific pages that we had monetized through ads from super pages and pretty much every other ad network out there. And some days we would print money and it was awesome and we're high-fiving each other. And other days we're bleeding money. We're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So we took the company through a pivot uh, to get away from that volatile market of, um, you know, paid basically traffic arbitrage, which can be... You can make a lot of money in arbitrage, but it can be it can be tricky and it's not consistent. So anyway, um, we realized that traditional media, newspapers, uh, radio stations, TVs, magazines—they've got lots of great local content, but they didn't have local directories. So we went off on a mission to basically test the idea of private labeling Mojo pages for for local media companies. So we had some early success um, with some, some local newspapers and basically it was back to pound the phones, affiliate biz dev marketing. And I was able to get a, a deal with cron.com, which is the newspaper for Houston. So it's Houston Chronicle, but cron.com. It's a really big paper with a really high Google page rank. And we, we won't go down the whole SEO rabbit hole, but basically we were able to private label Mojo pages on cron.com had explosive traffic. We were on the front page of Google for every Houston business-related keyword. So Houston dentist, Houston lawyer, Houston architect, Houston plumber. Like we were right like top top five of Google. It would be like cron.com slash mojo pages slash that category name. Anyway, that helped us raise $5 million from Austin Ventures. So we started to build a team and we started to scale and we started to get hundreds of uh, similar partnerships and revenue was coming in and it was looking really, really promising. And I'm getting to the butt of the story here. So it, it goes back to giving customers what they want. So one of our biggest partners that uh, took a lot of time and energy to, to, to land was called was Scripps. So Scripps has um, lots of newspapers and magazines and, and TV stations. And so they love the integration but they wanted more. They wanted to. Uh, they wanted us to build a self-service ad unit or ad platform where their local advertisers can log in and buy ads that would appear at the top of Mojo Pages, right? And so the team and I had agreed that we were going to give this to them. This is a painful story, um, and my reputation was on the line to give it to them. And this is at the same time that Groupon and Living Social were coming out. And so we were doing a Skunk Works project at the time called Mobile. And Mobile was a cash back rewards and loyalty play. So if you're a restaurant in San Diego and you belong to Mogul, and I was a member, every time I would go and, and use my, my registered credit card at that restaurant, I get cash back, which would make me loyal to that restaurant and we donate a meal to Feeding San Diego. So that became the bright, shining, sexy object of the company. All the resources went there. We did not deliver uh, what we had promised scripts and they cut us loose and it uh, pains me to this day. So um, that's, that's one of the stories. So if you promise something to customers, give it to them. Yeah, that, uh, that, that um, does help. Yeah, now that was not on me. That was not my decision. But so yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was very painful.
I bet you definitely need to write a book. So your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I like building, I like building startups. I like everything from writing email drip automation copy to figuring out what keywords to use to strategic partnerships. I love interacting with customers and, and helping them and um, knowing that we're actually providing value. Like I've, I've done a lot of, you see my LinkedIn, I've done a lot of stuff. I did, I did some crazy stuff in, in the ad injection space and we're getting like 300,000 new users a day, but 40% return because there's no real value. And I kind of had this awakening later in life. I'm like, I just really want to work uh, for, first and foremost with people I like and trust. Secondly, on um, products that provide value and actually real, real value. Um, I've done, I've had a lot of fun marketing a lot of stuff, but I really want to focus on things that make a difference and improve people's lives or help their businesses actually be more successful. Truly, truly, like no, no gray area around it. Awesome. Well, we know your time's incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some with us. For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more about Pixly, where is the best place for them to go? It's Pixly. It's P-I-X-L-Y dot A-I for artificial intelligence. And so right now we make it really easy to snap, tag, share, and collaborate in real time on your iPhone. Android's coming soon. We also have a, a web platform for management. And then the future of it is you'll be able to um, take a photo. We'll automatically recognize what is in that photo or not in that photo. So if there's a construction project and there's a bunch of guys or people on the projects, we'll be able to identify if people are maybe not wearing hard hats. Or 10 years from now, you're doing audit or something goes wrong with your project and you want to find um, every photo that has a crane in it, our AI machine learning technology will make it easy to find those photos really quickly. So the challenge with, we have, Pixley is also appealing to other industries, insurance and government and some other ones, but right now we're laser focused on AEC and FM, because that's where we have the, the biggest pain. Our customers have the biggest pain and we have the biggest opportunity. All right. This has been Seth Green with Lee Mills of Pixley.ai, among many other amazing ventures. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.